Hey everyone, and welcome to this Linux podcast. This is a bit of a special episode because we're not going to talk about the Linux news today. Uh, we actually have Annika and Werner from Tuxedo, which are here to talk to me and to you about what exactly Tuxedo is and answer a few questions that I get very regularly under my YouTube videos. So hi, Annika, and hi, Werner. Hi, Nick. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Oh, we're fine. How are you? Uh, very fine, thanks. Uh, I'm glad you could join me today. And I guess we're going to start right away with the first question. Uh, yeah, th uh, thanks for having us here. Oh, yeah, thanks. Well, it's my pleasure. It's uh, It's been a long while since I wanted to do this, so it's really cool. Cool. So the first question, obviously, is what is Tuxedo? What do you do exactly? I'm sure people watching my YouTube channel are familiar with you by now, but some people might not. So if you could introduce the company and, and let us know exactly what you do and what you provide. Okay, um, so maybe some people know us, some don't. Uh, we are a hardware manufacturer and seller that offers configurable devices with pre-Linux uh, pre as, um, as well as corresponding in-house developments such as maybe you have heard about Tuxedo, Con Tuxedo Control Center. Um, well, it's to perfectly adapt uh, the, restrictive, uh, the respective devices to one's own condition. And also we do, we provide um, support for customers. And uh, furthermore, we are developing appropriate drivers ourselves so that the components of the, of the devices can work perfectly with, with Linux. That's the very, very short form. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where are you based? Uh, we are based in Germany. Uh, to be special, um, we are in Bavaria and near Munich, it's Augsburg. Okay, fine. That, that's really cool. Uh, so you're saying you, you basically sell computers with Linux pre-installed. So could you, could you take me through the process of how you build a computer? Do you buy them all pre-made and you just install Linux? Or do you pick the specific components? Do you assemble them yourselves? How, how does it work? Okay. Um, well, it's um, we're buy our hardware from. It's called original design manufacturers or ODMs, mm -hmm. um, and these so-called white label notebooks are sold exclusively in the B two B sector, a business to business sector, and um, are resold to end customers by notebook vendors under their own branding and of course it's including all warranties and services and customer support and the handling for return material authority um, but well you know there's much more than just simply ordering laptops from a catalog mm. um, because in, in many years we are very very close to uh, currently I guess two ODMs and we have a lot of technical feedback and feedback from our customers, which flows in. And um, furthermore, we are in direct contact with the ODMs on, um, on site via two employees. They are living in China and order to, um, to be involved into planning and development. And um, if you have, um, a base models, they so-called bare bones. Um, they arrive in our stock and they get lasered in-house regarding the keyboard mm -hmm. and um, finalized with our logo or optionally with the logo from customers uh, that's printed. 
Uh, and um, after that, mm, they have passed an assembling, uh, especially about uh, which RAM or how much RAM uh, they get and SSD cards and Wi-Fi cards and that stuff and um, get firm and software installation and um, final testing, of course. And then, <laughs> well, there's um, finally the real work begins in testing and software and driver developing. Okay, so yeah, it's it's not just buying a laptop no. online and, and slapping a Linux distribution on it and calling it a day. Like that, there's no. a lot more because involved. We, yeah. we are we are involved um, starting with the design process of the main board, and if we see that something does not work at all in Linux, we give feedback. We and and also not only Linux related, also like cooling related. If we see a problem we can send give feedback to the odm and to maybe have a change and stuff like that yeah it's a two-way relationship with the odm like you're getting devices from them but you're also giving them feedback so they can fix stuff for you but also for their other customers exactly yeah. and okay. you know that's the, the main uh, the most important thing for us to to have devices for our customers who are perfectly working with Linux. You just have to put it on, to turn it on, and it's running. Yeah. And that's the most important thing for us. Yeah, that's that, That's the goal of the experience. Uh, that, that's, exactly. uh, I always say in my videos that one of the biggest things that makes Linux less well-known than it should be and less used than it should be is that you can't just walk into a store and buy a computer with Linux pre-installed on it. And so, of course, when you provide this sort of experience, even if it's not inside of a store, it's from a, an online store, uh, you have to make sure that it works just as well as if you had bought a Windows computer. Like you press the button, it turns on, and you can start using it, and you don't have anything to do. Uh, that, that's the added value, basically. Yes, of course. I, I have an anecdote to tell there. I once confused a friend of mine. He asked me the same question, what do you actually sell in your company? And I said, yeah, well, we make software and sell hardware. <laughs> and he was a little bit confused how it works, but it's basically that. Um, I guess we also sell the Linux support and that if you have a problem with Linux and call support, you don't get just a confused install Windows, but it's really someone who knows the distribution and can help. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you provide this support only for Tuxedo customers or is there a way for someone that didn't buy a computer for you to subscribe to some kind of technical support and, and get access to someone? Uh, well, um, when you buy a, a Tuxedo device, you, you get, of course, support. Um, if we have people who are saying like, okay, I have a, a problem here. Do you, do, can you help? We're always um, giving some advice, but in a smaller version. Yeah, okay. It's mainly uh, over our GitHub page. Um, of course, everybody can install the Tuxedo Control Center and open bug reports. But and also Tuxedo OS. Or, and Tuxedo OS, of course, and open bug reports. And we are happily, uh, happy about every bug report and we try to fix as many bugs as we can, but of course, um, someone who, is, uh, who has a Tuxedo device has priority to get uh, his or her bugs fixed first. It's always a resource allocation thing. There's only a limited amount of development resource. 
So when you buy a Duxedo, you buy also support. Okay. So uh, for, for, for the audience, uh, if you don't really know about Tuxedo OS, we're going to talk about it later in this podcast, but you can also uh, go watch on my YouTube channel. I will have a video about this specific topic in a few days, uh, plus a review of uh, one of Tuxedo's laptop, which is the Stellaris 16. So it should be published, I think, on Friday. I don't know when I publish this episode, but it will be before Friday. So for the audience, uh, if you want to learn more, you can also tune into the YouTube channel and, and you'll see soon something about these topics. Now we're going to talk about uh, shipping. Uh, you're based in Germany and you ship to a lot of countries. But for some countries, like the shipping fees can be relatively high, especially, for example, if you're in North America. Uh, do you have any plans to expand distribution overseas or to sell to more countries? Uh, I think I got uh, some comments from people living in India uh, saying that they couldn't necessarily get tuxedo laptops there. So what are the plans to expand distribution, if any? Yep, of course we have. <laughs> but there, there are always some ambitions to set up branches in other other country uh, under other countries as well, but um, or to have resellers, you know. Uh, but there's there's to begin with at the moment. Um, that's a lengthy process, and um, it's not that easy. But um, because you can't just quickly fly on to the country for for questions and constantly check up on things and um so that's a bit a bit um talking about future but we're having uh, ambitions and we would like to to do that i know we're having um, a lot of customers from india or who are interested and um, well we're trying to to send um devices uh, as much as possible and and in a way who, um, which is um, comfortable for everybody. Uh, in terms of hardware, uh, you have a selection of hardware that just doesn't have a dedicated GPU, like for example, Ultrabooks with uh, integrated Intel or AMD chips, uh, but you also have a, a strong line of workstations and gaming laptops, specifically the Stellaris 14, 16, and 17, but they all come with NVIDIA GPUs. Uh, I don't think I've seen uh, a laptop from you with a dedicated AMD GPU. You have them on desktops, but not on laptops. And a lot of people are asking me why uh, you'd go with an NVIDIA GPU and not an AMD one, seeing that NVIDIA doesn't have the best reputation uh, for supporting Linux. They have proprietary drivers. So do you have any plans to have like all AMD laptops, CPU and GPU in the future? And if not, wh what's been holding this back? Uh, wh why don't you have anything with, uh, with a dedicated AMD GPU in terms of laptops? Well, um, of course, it's planned. Uh, we are also dependent to a certain extent and what we get from suppliers. But um, on all AMD devices is, is expected for quarter three, I guess. Oh, nice. But I'm not involved in this um, in this topic, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> me, me neither. Um, we we so, are from uh, not not in product evaluation, both of us. So, but but there, there's something planned for the end of the year, basically. Basically, yes. Okay. To be honest, we're not uh, a huge player in regarding devices, so we have to wait sometimes. Yeah, when, when regarding to the ODMs, you're not necessarily like their, their biggest clients. So so you, you might not get priority over certain devices. Mm. Okay. Um, but for NVIDIA, I can, I can tell uh, from a dev perspective, the NVIDIA driver is getting better. It's 
far, far better uh, since uh, famous uh, Linus quote. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one. So it's, it's, it's far better than back then. And we are in direct contact with NVIDIA um, in this case, especially because of dynamic boost and CTGP um, issues. Um, like it was not act activating on some of our devices and we are in direct um, contact with NVIDIA and hopefully this feature will soon-ish leave the beta stage. So Linux finally has full support for it. Um, we are dynamic boost. We are currently activating in Tuxedo OS, even so it's just beta and we know of some bugs, um, but it, it gives more performance and the bugs is like, uh, more like it doesn't activate even so it should activate. So it's either less performance or sometimes less performance if you run in one of the bugs. So there's no downside in activating it. Yeah, so dynamic boost, it's, uh, it's that thing that lets uh, the GPU and the CPU talk to each other and divert some power from one to the other so it can run at higher frequencies, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you also currently offer your devices with a choice of distributions. Uh, you have Ubuntu, Kubuntu, Ubuntu Budgie, or Tuxedo OS. Uh, uh, I don't think I missed one. Uh, do, do you plan to expand the selection to other distributions, like, for example, Fedora or Arch or, or something else? Or, or are you satisfied with Ubuntu-based distros and, and Tuxedo OS? So um, Fedora is definitely definitely planned. Uh, mm -hmm. And we are already in contact with the corresponding team. Very nice. And, uh, well, OpenSUSE should be also should also be included again, uh, which was not possible pre-installed for a while due to the different kernel versions. Okay. But now it should be possible again. And well, it also depends on what feedback we receive from our, from our customers. Okay. Well, you heard it, everyone. So if you want your favorite distro to be pre-installed on a Tuxedo laptop, you can, you can send them a, an email and let them know. And I hear my email box exploding. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that always helps is the distribution with uh, up-to-date kernel because new hardware often requires a new kernel. Yeah. And it's um, we can't do uh, endless backporting. It's, again, a resource allocation thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, an updated kernel helps so that it's easier to support the distribution. Yeah, you, you you couldn't possibly be able to grab a like for example Debian stable and, and manually package a version with a more recent kernel like that. That's not really practical if you wanted to support the latest hardware and your latest devices. Yeah, that's basically the problem with some, and, some distributions. Yeah, and so that ties in directly with the next question, uh, which is for someone who doesn't want to use one of your pre-installed distributions. They, they have their favorite one, they want to use it. Let's say Arch, for example. Uh, can, they, can they expect a plug-and-play experience, like they just install the distro and everything works? Or will they have to install additional software to make sure that everything works correctly? Well, um, Tuxedo Keyboard and uh, Tuxedo Control Center have to be installed separately, and then everything should work plug-and-play. Okay. And um, for most um, distributions, there are also packagers. And um, we have also instructions for different stuff on our website to help. 
Um, we we are actively trying to push um, as many bug fixes as we can upstream, and um, there have been um, devices in the past that simply needed some boot parameter, and well, we can't um, exclude that. In sometimes in the future, there is again a device where a boot parameter is required, at least. Um, when it's uh, on the day it's released, but we try to push it as soon as uh, uh, as we can to the kernel, to the upstream kernel, so every distribution gets this quirk if it's required. So um, yeah, yeah. So all all the work you do to enable hardware support on your devices uh, will also be helpful to other non-tuxedo devices that use the same hardware on board. So of course, yeah. like upstreaming all those fixes makes sense. But the Linux kernel, I guess, cannot include them in the time frame that works best for you. Like, if it takes three months for them, you can't delay your launch for three months. Yeah, yes, that's the problem. And that is why we also, for Tuxedo S, we build our own kernel. Mm. The main reason is to include fixes faster if we require some fix. So we can just include it tomorrow if we need to. That's why we build the kernel ourselves and then ship it uh, over our repository and we don't use the official Ubuntu kernel. Yeah. And so just exactly for this specific purpose, you have something which is called a Tomta, T-O-M-T-E, which is like a tool that helps manage all these drivers and tweaks for every one of your own devices. Uh, Is this one also available for other distributions than Tuxedo OS? Because basically, if you, for example, installed Arch but added this uh, Tomta software, you could also auto-detect the fixes and, and apply them, I guess. So does it work for other distributions or is it just for Tuxedo OS? Currently, it should work fine on every on all Ubuntu's. So Ubuntu, Kubuntu, and I don't know if it would work on Linux Mint. I guess it's untested. It could work on Linux Mint. Mm-hmm. And but um, no guarantee for it, and <laughs> I don't know what the exact plans is for porting it to other um, distributions. Currently, it's um, we are currently working on making it available for desktop uh, Linux, uh, for for desktop to CDOS also. Mm-hmm. That's the next step in broadening the support for Tuxedo Tomte. Uh, yeah, Tuxedo Tomte is basically for everything that's not kernel related, what could be tweaked to a better um, state. So, yeah. This also ties in with the next question, which is you talked about the Tuxedo Control Center and, for example, Tuxedo Keyboard, which are like packages that you add to Tuxedo OS, all that are available in your repositories for Ubuntu and OpenSUSE. Uh, do you have any plans to package that for other distributions or or for now you're satisfied with this? So our PM packages are still available for OpenSUSE and for Arch and Manjara and Fedora, there are community packages and yeah. What do, uh, about, I guess, Arch? Yeah, it's Arch. And for uh, for Arch and the Arch user repositories, there we can get Tuxedo um, keyboard. That's basically a uh, tuxedo, uh, tuxedo keyboard. Is basically our 
in-house driver package. It's called Tuxedo Keyboard for Historic Reasons. Uh, Tuxedo Modules would be a more fitting name, I guess. Also, it it doesn't just include uh, stuff related to the keyboard. It includes like general fixes for the whole system. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, not 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 fixes. Um, the fixes we try to get in the kernel, but things like uh, fan supports that you can control the fan from the Linux side and uh, stuff. It's also a requirement for Tuxedo Control Center. A lot of stuff you can um, graphically control in the control center is implemented um, in the end in the Tuxedo keyboard modules um, driver package. Um, yeah, for example, talking about fan curve um, adjustments that's, uh, that is implemented in Tuxedo keyboard and then controllable with Tuxedo control center. And Tuxedo keyboard and Tuxedo control center are available as unofficially uh, H-user repository packages. In terms of open source, uh, your computers ship generally with like the manufacturer's BIOS or, or, or boot firmware, uh, generally like American megatrends or stuff like that. Uh, are there plans to release computers using something like core boot and fully open firmware, or is it not something that you're working on? Uh, there are plans for core boot, in the future, but um, there are challenges. It's, we want to release core boot as soon as we can have feature parity with the current uh, current um, BIOS, and it's just not there yet. Okay. Um, so um, yeah, so, that, that... so we're concentrating on our own stuff at the moment, and we're having it on on our mind. But it's at the moment we don't have it. Okay. Yeah. There, there are some blockers. That we, it's it's like we we want to have it. We want to have a flawless experience out of the box, and that is currently a little bit conflicting with scoreboard. That's a okay. problem. Yeah. Is is it lacking features or stability or what's uh what what's the issue? Um, yeah, it's feature support. It's uh, one one big thing is that um, we offer a dual boot with Windows, mm. and um, yeah, it's not not easy to get running with uh, a core boot at the moment. Okay. Uh, now let's go back to to hardware uh, specifically. So you sell some uh, some laptops that have an infrared camera. Uh, if you go into like. OBS, for example, and you try to record using a webcam, you'll see two webcams. There's the normal one and there's the infrared camera. And this one can be used uh, for face facial recognition, basically, with a program on Linux, at least, called Howdy, which is command line only. There's no real graphical user interface for this. Uh, is it? And so for now, on Tuxedo OS or on Tuxedo computers, you can't really make use of that infrared camera to log in automatically, to enter your password automatically in the terminal or stuff like that. Uh, are there any plans to offer a tool, for example, in Tuxedo Control Center uh, related to that? And there are plans, but a colleague of mine um, looked into Howdy and his final verdict was um, it's not stable. It too often just doesn't work or has um, uh, false negatives, too many false negatives, or even has a correctly um, it correctly identifies the face, but then has some API stuff and just doesn't log in either way. It says, 
log in okay, but then nothing happens. And uh, yeah, it's not not stable currently. Um, so uh, as soon as there is a new version, we will look into it again and hopefully then it runs better. And as soon as it runs fine, we will integrate it in Tuxedo Control Center. But currently it's to beat to beta. And how about fingerprint scanners? Uh, the, the... <laughs> I, I know, I know, this one is, a, is yeah, it's the same problem, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Like I imagine finding fingerprint scanners that have drivers for Linux must be relatively difficult, and and then the authentication part uh, might not work as well either. And it's. It's not so hard to find fingerprint sensors which uh, protocols are running in Linux. Like the Elantec protocol is fully uh, fully reversed and running in Linux just fine. Um, but uh, for fingerprint readers, the main problem is that the um, matching algorithms and the fingerprint scanning algorithms um, are now like 10 years old. And the fingerprint scatter, uh, scanners got smaller, but the open source available matching algorithms uh, didn't get better. And so they are simply not good enough anymore for the modern small fingerprint readers. It's like if you see a fingerprint reader, uh, only a quarter of the fingerprint readers actually imaging parts, or so a lot of it is just empty space so you know where you put your finger but actually not uh, photographing anything yeah. and so it's only a very small portion of the fingers that gets photographed and yeah the open source matching algorithms is just not good enough it has too far too many false negatives to be any kind of useful yeah in, in face recognition um my Personal call is that face recognition will work sooner because there at least the algorithm is better. It's just an implementation, it's just implementation issues. And fingerprint readers, it's exactly the opposite. It's like um, the implementation works just fine, but the algorithm isn't there. Yeah. And um, I don't see uh, currently I'm not aware of any open source project who is um, working on a better algorithm. Um, I hope I'm mistaken and there is something I just didn't found yet, but yeah, that's, that's the main problem. Okay, so now uh, we're going to talk still on the hardware front, uh, keyboard layouts. You're currently offering a lot of keyboard layouts uh, when you configure a device that support like the vast majority of at least European languages. Uh, and you also have the option to create your own custom ISO keyboard layout. But people asked about uh, the ANSI keyboard layouts. Uh, I know you recently had a poll about this uh, on Mastodon and, and I think Twitter as well. Uh, what are the next steps uh, to work or maybe provide these types of keyboard layouts? Well, we're just uh, looking at the survey, uh, what will answers we, we got, um, but we haven't um, made a conclusion yet. Okay. Um, but um, we're, we're always asking for, for feedback, and then we can 
we can take on next steps. And um, we're, of course, um, we will publish uh, some uh, some answers and our conclusion on the social media um, um, on the social media platforms. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I think it's mainly um, ordering quantity questions um, about uh, how many blank keyboards, ISO keyboards, we minimally need to order for it to make sense. Uh, now let's move on to software. Uh, so we talked about Tuxedo OS, which is like the, the Linux distribution that you create and that you have as an option uh, shipping on Tuxedo devices. You can also download Tuxedo OS as an ISO and install it on any other computer. So personally, I already know what makes it good, but could you explain to the audience what exactly it's about, what it does differently uh, than, for example, Kubuntu or KDE Neon? To be... Uh, very clear. It's not just changing wallets. Uh, so people are thinking sometimes it's just that, just changing uh, some wallets and that's it. That's not the truth. Um, the decision to use KDE Plasma at the desktop environment was made because of its configurability. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that's well quite unmatched at the moment elsewhere and thus um, it allows us to to freely design the system according to our ideas and um, of course the the customers can completely overturn this and realize its own ideas um, and um, also mm, the memory consumption is just around 1.2 gb at the moment yeah. And the package list uh, created by us is, um, installs many of the most used applications, li like Office Suite, LibreOffice, um, Mozilla Browser, Firefox, Thunderbird, VLC, and some other stuff who are very often not on the package list, like uh, VirtualBox uh, yeah. um, for, for creating virtu virtual machines. And um, of course, Tuxedo Control Center and Tuxedo Tonic are included. And the kernel is um, Ubuntu kernel with some patches. And the installer is Calamaris. And we also have uh, a new um, display link driver for the Tuxedo, F, uh, Tuxedo Office Hub because you have to, had to, to install it manually before and now mm -hmm. it's it's in. And also for, for gaming people, we have Lutris and we will rely on <coughs> Pipewire and we don't use Snap, but Dep. Also for gaming people, we um, package Mesa ourselves to have it um, always up to date. That's like we have some selected packages that are basically rolling release. We have the stable Ubuntu base, but then select single, singular packages to be a rolling release where, where it matters, like um, the browser, uh, the Mesa um, user land driver stack, um, because there was performance gains to be made. Uh, yeah, and stuff like that. So the, the desktop, the KD Plasma desktop, is also a rolling release on uh, on Tuxedo OS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we follow basically as the Kadi Neon um, releases. So when when Kadi Neon has uh, a new stable release of KD Plasma, we try to get it as soon as possible. Also for uh, Tuxedo OS. 
And for, for people who are interested in what we are doing uh, at Tuxedo, on our website, we always have a lot of articles about our, our work or what's, um, you know, the difference between Kubuntu and Tuxedo S and that stuff. So um, just look at novelties and then you can find a lot of articles who are really worth to read it. What was the goal in creating Tuxedo OS? Because we, like, a lot of people say, we have too many Linux distributions. Why do people always create more Linux distributions? There's got to be one that works for everyone. So w why create a new one? Well, maybe I, I told before, but it's the complete configurability for us to the... the and for the, for the customers as well, um, because we can design Tuxedo OS to fit our devices perfectly and give the customers an all-in-one feeling because yeah, they have to do, all they have to do is just to open the device, to start it and to use it. And if the customer wants, he can do the work for setting it up perfectly for them. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was basically to make sure that you, you could not, you did not manage to achieve a, a complete out-of-the-box experience that works flawlessly with another distribution, basically. Yeah, and we make use of the, also as a vendor, we make use of the flexi uh, flexibility that Linux offered. It's uh, not only flexibility for the end user, but for the vendor as well. And that's why we decided on a own Linux distribution and we made it publicly available because why not? Uh, so for now, yeah, there are a lot of changes compared to, for example, Kubuntu or KDE Neon in the in terms of the backend, uh, like the kernels, the, the packages you ship, the drivers, the repositories. In terms of pure desktop interface, it's it's basically normal KDE Plasma. There are not many customizations apart from the wallpaper and a, and a color theme. Uh, do you plan to stick to that, uh, like something very, basically very Windows-like in terms of layout? Or do you intend to, to try and modify things to, to have a, a more personalized experience? So basically, we are very satisfied with KDE Plasma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, and the cooperation with KDE, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know we are patrons yeah. for KDE. And we also had some developers here some weeks ago. They did their... Like, like all the, uh, <clears throat> a lot of the high-positioned um, high KDE maintainers were in-house here and were uh, preparing the groundwork for Plasma 6. Mm. And we offered our... Um, our, our office, office as, a, as a meeting room for them. So that's, um, we enjoy uh, working with KDE at the moment very much. And uh, well, Plasma offers a great basis for individual individualization. Oh, it's a terrible word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, no problem. I'm French. I, I know how difficult it can be to pronounce <laughs> English words. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, uh, well, we are planning more pre-configurations for the desktop for like um, the possibility for users to specify at the, the first start whether they want to um, the classic plasma layout or something more gnome-like or the design based on the model of completely different operating systems. Yeah. So, um, so we, we are planning, it's the planning stage like you can select um, one of several layouts and then KDE gets configured this way. Okay, that's really cool. Yes, yeah, so something like, uh, I don't know if you know about it, Zorin OS. Uh, they have like this sort of selector 
Uh, they use a GNOME desktop, but they have this sort of selector with something that looks like macOS, something that looks like uh, Ubuntu, something that looks like uh, regular GNOME or like Windows 11. Or yeah, yeah. and we are planning to offer service service packs for certain purposes on installing during the the initial setup. So one set for audio productions, for graphic design, for games, and a lot of stuff. Uh, well, that takes care of my following questions, which was, what was the what what, what are the plans for Tuxedo OS? So you, you basically answered that already, unless you have something else to add uh, on what you're planning on this uh, distro. Um, so we are about of uh, our software. We are planning like uh, a factory reset between WebFi and auto repair uh, at the okay. moment. Um, well, as, as I told you, the cooperation with Fedora is um, already going on. Mm -hmm. And of course, basically new CPU generations. And we're planning a convertible. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and waiting for this convertible because I just <laughs> I really want it. <laughs> and so, I have to wait so long. <laughs> so basically a touchscreen laptop that you can fold like a two-in-one. Exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, that a lot of people have been requesting that for a while. At least in my comments, I, I don't know if they, <laughs> they told you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, while we 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 keep our eyes open up, what else is interesting for our community? And we get feedback. We try to implement as much as as possible. Um, Tomte for system maintenance is also on desktop PCs. Um, should um, we are working on. And um, Werner, do yeah. you have? Um, yeah, um, like I already mentioned, we are working with NVIDIA to get mm. CTGP and Dynamic Boost um, working um, really stable and um, in, in this cooperation also to get a better implementation for, for, on demand, for the on-demand mode. Yeah. It's currently very command line involved on Linux and we hope that it's better so as, as soon as there is movement we of course try to implement it in Tuxedo OS. Um, currently it's also one of the points not there yet so uh, to enable it by, de uh, by default. Yeah, so that's the, the hybrid graphics mode where you're running like on the Intel or AMD integrated GPU uh, but you would be able to use the NVIDIA GPU for specific applications. Yeah. That was uh, one one thing that it's not, yeah, it's like I said, very command line involved at the moment on Linux. It works, but only if you are willing to type and yeah. So, yeah, it, it, yeah, it works for launching programs. Like you can right click and select launch using the dedicated GPU. It works most of the time, but if you're plugged into an external monitor or stuff like that, you, you definitely have problems. The right-click launch on GPU does not work, for example, for uh, desktop shortcuts created by Steam. And yeah, that's, that's a true. huge yeah. blocker because having to somehow communicate it to people who um, work first time with Linux, like, yeah, you can right-click and run on GPU, but not if it's a shortcut created yeah. by Steam. Then you have to go <laughs> into Steam settings and the per-game property setting and have to write... Um, prime run uh, <laughs> uh, um, person sign uh, command that's 
yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't want your your support team to have to explain that, and you don't want to ship a a two thousand lines long readme file on the desktop for for people to be able to use your their hardware for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. basically the problem. We need some kind of we we had some ideas floating around how we could make it better, and hopefully some of them came to fruition. So soon we have some kind of centralized GUI. As soon as you have some kind of centralized GUI where you can just select applications that should run on the GPU, that thing is shippable then. But before that, it's, yeah, kind of yeah. rough. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just not fully ready yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so do you have any other teasers about certain devices? You've already given us one with the two-in-one. Uh, do you have anything else that you can share or want to share with us? Um, well, um, as far as I know, but I'm also not involved in this topic, we're looking for for ARM devices at the moment. ARM devices, okay, nice. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, regarding sponsorships and the stuff where we had last Thursday, uh, the rollout of our Formula student team from the from the University of, of Technical in the University of Applied Sciences in Augsburg, who has a Formula student team, and we're the the main sponsor for them, and they had their rollout, so showing um, the vehicle uh, which they um, going to 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 do races, and um, they invited us to to um, to be part of this this evening, and it was a bombastic atmosphere, <laughs> and it was so so happy i was so happy to be there it was so nice so w what did you do exactly with them are you just sponsoring their project or were you involved in accompanying them as well um we are um well we're giving money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um of course we're giving um devices so okay. the the car pc of their um their car <coughs> is a stellaris okay nice very so cool the, uh, Imagine uh, that's a that's a race car, but driverless. So okay. the the car PC is working for how do I get uh, through this um, uh, through this race without okay, so, a driver? So Linux manages autonomous driving on a tuxedo PC on a tuxedo exactly. laptop. Yeah, that's exactly. pretty cool. Yeah. It's uh, it's especially see they like um, notebook uh, hardware because. Um, they also they actually only interested in the main board, like yeah. they strip down everything because in these race cars every singular gram matters. Mm. If you can shave off one hundred grams, it makes the car um, uh, faster, and it's, it's have really low margin between the the top runners. So um, that's why they are especially interested in laptop main boards because they are very powerful yet um, compar comparably uh, relatively compact yeah so um, that's why it's it's really helpful to yeah to use to use um, but they also had yeah. a, a desktop PC for uh, simulations yeah for um, and, and and building the the, uh, the CAD data. You know, uh, yeah. when you're when you're creating your um, your car. Yeah, the the yeah the the basically the three D drawings and uh, and models. Exactly. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I hope uh, all the audience uh, learned uh, a few things about Tuxedo and what you do and what the plans are. And of course, I'll uh, I'll forward all the various comments or questions I have about the podcast uh, if if people leave any. Uh, so maybe you can uh, you can answer a few questions afterwards uh, just through email, and I can just pass those questions on into the next uh, podcast episode. So thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you very much, um, and uh, we are happy to to answer questions. We are glad to do, and um, thanks for for having us here. Thanks, and thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.